Welcome and thank you for joining us at Christian International Ministries. Our vision is to help you hear God's voice to change your world. For more information about this and other resources, please visit www.christianinternational.com. Well, you know, the good news is that uh, Jermaine and Rebecca follow me, so it only gets better from here. That's the one cool thing about being here is you have so many amazing preachers and just anointed people. I've never been in a church with so many people are just flat out, I mean, anointed. And, uh, I mean, it's, I, I love what apostles do. I mean, they're, they're my spiritual mother and father, and I, I love that. And they, there's just such a, there's such an anointing and a leadership to pull the best out of everyone else. And so my, probably my first three, four years here, I sweated bullets because I got challenged so much. And then, you know, just, they, they be, just the Lord pulled things out of me that um, I never really believed were there. That would just, it'd be cool if it happened one day, way, way later on. But this house just has such an amazing gift to raise people up and pull the anointing, pull the potential out of them. So uh, you got a great night, uh, an amazing night. Uh, this year's been pretty neat so far for me. I've really enjoyed it. Um, in two months, I'll celebrate my one-year anniversary with Lacey, my wife. She's been amazing for me. Uh, just such a gift. Now, the little bonus that goes with that is Landon. And I, I, he's four, he just turned five years old. And he right now is really in an important phase of his life. He's training to be a Ninja Turtle. Now, I've gotten to train some, too, with him. I actually got my own mask today, and I'm pretty dangerous with a set of plastic nunchucks, to be honest with you. Um, he's pretty good on a bow staff. He still likes the sword. He's kind of between being the purple one and the blue one, but uh, pray for him. He's doing a really, really awesome job uh, being an anointed ninja. <laughs> he said something hilarious. I've got to share this with you. This is so funny. So... We, uh, we got him for Christmas or his birthday, a, the Bible on CD for kids. And so he listens to the Bible at night and he requests it. And it's unbelievable what a four or five-year-old will pick up from that. You know, one day, uh, like a month ago, he told Lacey, let's play disciples. He had never asked that before, but he had been uh, listening to the Gospels the night before. And he got all the couch cushions off the couch, put them in the living room, and mom and him were fishing. And so one side, he'd say, all right, pull the net up, mom, pull the net up. He's like, there's no fish, there's no fish. And he'd come over here and just wave his hand on one side of the boat. Of course, because he's playing Jesus. And he's like, oh, my gosh, look at all these fish, our boat's sinking. That's great. Well, last night he asked to listen to 1 Corinthians. This is some heavy stuff. So, so this morning he knew I was preaching, and he really gets excited when I, I'm, I'm going to speak, and he's excited about coming to church. And so I'm getting ready to go to work, and he, you know, he still doesn't really tell the difference between Sunday morning and Wednesday night. He said, so he's saying, Daddy, are you going to, to work or are you going to church? I said, I'm going to work, then I'm going to church. He said, well... Is church this morning or tonight? I said, it's, it's tonight. That's why I'm going to work first. He said, oh, okay, okay, all right. And so I'm, I walk at the door going to work, and he, I just heard the story over text and, and had to call my wife immediately on the phone. So he, he, tells, uh, he tells Lacey, he says, uh, Daddy's going to be late for church. And she said, no, no, Daddy will not be late for church. Daddy's preaching tonight. He said, hmm. He said, you know, it's really rude for ladies to speak in church. 
And Lacey just busts out laughing, and it's serious at a heart attack. He runs over and covers his mouth and says, no, no, it's in the Bible. It's true. <laughs> Those of you who don't get that, you need to get back in your word. <laughs> but uh, he, did, he picked up on the women be silent in the church. So Lacey somehow had to boil that down to where he could get it, but I think he's over that tonight. <laughs> but that was just precious. Well, I'm going to share some things with you that God gave me uh, about this year. And this was, Lord really hit me with this about a week before the new year. It was our last crying out before the new year, and I just I shared this. Um, and it's going to sound familiar because it's the Holy Spirit speaks. And I believe that, you know, that's one of the great proofs of the prophetic, I think, is that people uh, will hear very similar things who are not necessarily, uh, you know, communicating at that time, uh, not necessarily connected. Uh, I love it when I see the Spirit move like that. Um, So forgive me if this seems a little redundant, but I'm I'm hoping the Lord give me some insight that will help as well. Uh, But one, this is going to be a year of great advancement. It it will. You're going to see a lot of things pop, a lot of things happen. Things are just going to go. I believe this is a year to build, and we're going to see things build up fast. Um, point two, that's, that's a brief point one. Point two, this seems sudden, but it's really not. Um, what the Lord spoke to me is that there's been a lot of things people have been doing in the last four to five years laboring. They, they have not seen much progress at all, but that this is the year when you're going to see the fruits of your labors really pop up. It's kind of like this. I, I, used, I come from a construction family, and this is how the Lord really speaks to me. He, he speaks to us through things we know. But when I was a junior in high school, I got to work on a major commercial construction site, a big, like, like 15, 16-story condo on the beach on Okaloosa Island. And I got to work on the very, very bottom floor of the construction. I got to work in the foundation and the footers. And all they do there, basically, is they dig a big hole in the beach, And you work in that hole for months and months and months and months, and nothing goes up at all. You're you're digging out, you're leveling, you're building the footers. They're taking these big, basically like telephone poles, and they're pounding them in the ground with these big, giant uh, pile drivers. You can barely hear yourself think when those are going off. You have to cut them off a certain level. You have to build a footer box around them. Then you get the concrete trucks in, and they pour and fill these footers. And for a project like that, I started on the beginning of, of the summer, and by the end of the summer, nothing had went up. And that really uh, was not the beginning, beginning. They, someone had to conceive an idea for that. Someone had to get an architect to put it on paper. Someone had to get permits, had to get approvals, had to then make adjustments because of environmental concerns, things like that they didn't think of. Then you got to get the financing package together, and that can take a bunch of people to make that happen. Uh, so it, te- it took a very, very long time. And what kind of blew my mind was, okay, I did all this work in this hole on the beach where the breeze just seems to blow right over you. You don't get any breeze at all. You're just hot as you've ever been in your life. You know, that white sand that's reflecting the heat, the sunlight right back on you. It was the best thing for me going into football my senior year because I was tough as nails by the time I got out of that. I went to a whole other level of toughness. I came back from, from spring football into fall, and they're like, Ned, you look like you aged five years. Well, I felt like I did. It really took a lot of life out of me. But 
as I was driving in Destin over the next few months, man, things just went up so fast. I'd drive by and there'd be like two levels up, three levels up. I mean, this is over, you know, every other month, it's like they're almost finished. Then the, the whole structure is built and boom, they're putting up the, the, the walls. I can see the, the, metal, uh, the metal framework going in on the inside. Things are finishing up. So it seemed like, wow, this is really hopping. And the truth is, there was a lot of work going on before, but now we get to see the fruit pop, pop, pop. If you're around for the bamboo message that Pastor Jane gave, that's pretty much the same thing. And I believe sincerely the Holy Spirit is saying, be ready for the increase, be ready for the increase. The bigger the project, the longer it takes. How many of you have gotten to enjoy uh, Panama City Beach International Airport? It's been great. It's been neat to have that here. You don't have to drive the VPS. You can get flights out of there. I'm excited when I see the land they have set aside for that. They plan on that being a major, major airport, and I believe it will be. Now, I'm 30 years old, and when I first heard about that, I was 17 years old when I heard that was coming to our area. It just so happened that my best friend in high school his father was very high up in one of the uh, regional banks that were represented in this area. And he knew about that project. He was working on the funding for that project. And so here's another thing. I, I want to move towards dealing with frustration. The closer you are to the people and the entities in the know, the earlier you will hear about major things that are happening. And the earlier you hear about them, the longer that process is going to take. A wise man once told me, anything you plan on doing in business, whatever your timeline is, double it. Or you'll be bankrupt. Because you won't, have, you won't ask for enough money. You won't, you won't set aside enough to make it through those times. It will take long. I mean, it, to the point where I thought with this airport, this is a joke. This is not happening. This had to have fallen through. And no, things were just slowly progressing along. And now we have this airport people can fly in and out of, and it'll be a major hub, and it will change this area in the next five to ten years. You won't recognize this place. Here's what the Lord told me. He said that what we really have to be careful about in this season is dealing with disappointment. Here's the thing. It does take a long time for promises to really propagate, to really begin to bear fruit, for things to happen. It just can. And we see our neighbors, our friends sometimes getting breakthrough, and you don't know the process it took for them to get that breakthrough. There's really not a lot of suddenlies when you get down to it. It it seems like it when you're there, and and there are, but the reality is you may think, oh, my gosh, you suddenly got blessed. And, And that person is staring back at you. You haven't been around me the last five years. You know, it was, I remember when, when Lacey and I got together and we got, uh, and we got engaged and it was great. And I have people come, wow, you just all of a sudden got your spouse. I'm like, you have no idea what I've been through the last five, six years at all. This is a process, you know, things happen. And, and the bigger it is, sometimes the longer the wait. And the Holy Spirit was just saying that here, here's two things. One is when people get into long seasons, of waiting on a promise. How many of you have had prophetic words that like, it's so frustrating because it's not as distant as it used to be, but it's just like right there, but you can't reach it. You're like that five-year-old that can't quite get to that drawer, can't quite get to that cabinet where the good, where the good stuff is, but you're almost there. 
And honestly, you know, some people I know are really good about just warring over that, warring over that, and they're just like, you know, guns blazing until it happens. I'm really not that good about that, to be honest with you. I honestly, for me to function sometimes, i got to almost like just forget about it. Now, I don't know. I'm not saying that's healthy. But sometimes you're just like, I can't think about this anymore. I'm missing what's in front of me right now. i got to take care of what's in front of me. I can't constantly. If, if I took some of the big words on my life and I was, just, I was meditating on it every single day, I'm convinced I'd miss some of the little steps that would get me there. I, I, I really believe that. But here's the thing is sometimes... We get used to just surviving. And I believe in this territory, a survivalist mentality is kind of set in. Because, listen, there were good, good times. Good, good times. If you were around here in the, from, from literally like 99 to 05, 06, man, there were some amazing things happening in our area. I mean, listen, this place went from kind of a little bit of a podunk, you know, redneck Riviera to this is a first-class tourism destination. It's a first-class place to live. I mean, me and my friends in high school used to make the loop from the Mid-Bay Bridge to Fort Walton Beach, back up into Niceville on Friday, Saturday nights, and we would just stare at just, you know, we're going to go to the bowling alley or we're going to go to Lamont and Fort Walton. And, man, I move away from here, and boom, Destin Commons are up. I'm like, geez, this, this would have been a great place to live now, but literally there's nothing to do, and so we've seen major change. Now, the thing about that is, is when you go through major change and major improvement, and all of a sudden things stop, and things that you thought would be quit and come to a standstill, that disappointment sets in, and if it sets in long enough, you can just kind of dismiss the future, say, this is just the way it is, this will never change, and you get caught in a real lull, and you miss opportunity. You know, I used to invest in the stock market. I don't really do that much anymore because I, I, I kind of got my little tail burn one time real good, and I guess I just kind of backed off from it. But I learned some things about patience. I remember when the market went down to about 8000 on the Dow. Well, I was so negative about it. I said, there's no way I'm investing until it hits about 6500 there's no way this market should be at 8,000. I'm going to wait at 6,500. And it bumped up a little bit and went down a little bit, bumped up a little bit, went down a little bit. Long story short, I was so negative, I missed it all the way up to, where is it at now, about 15,000 the Dow is? I missed it. I remember when BP went through the oil spill. And I thought, man, this thing is going to go down lower, lower, lower. And I waited to invest. And then one day, just the news started turning, and boom, it's up, 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 up. And could have done great. So that negative mentality can cause you to miss great opportunity because you don't appropriately value the opportunities that are around you. You think less of them than what they really are. Now, here's the other part of this disappointment coin. Okay, we have the part where you get so down, you get so into a survivalist mentality that you just miss opportunity around you. And things rise, and you don't really rise with them. Now, we don't want that to happen. Here's, here's the other side of it, is how many of you love getting awesome prophetic words? We all love it, right? Now, sometimes when you get that word, it's kind of like you get a structure, like you get a framework to a house. You really don't see what the color is going to be on the outside, what the landscape's going to be like, what the carpet's supposed to be like inside of it, you know, how it's going to be decorated. You just see the structure. It's kind of like if someone gave you a blueprints and, a, and, a, and the deed to a lot and said, this is yours, just not right now. 
And the thing is, is we are very bad. I, I, please tell me I'm the only one who does this. But we are bad about dressing that thing up in our mind instead of just taking it for what it is right now. And we begin to become more loyal to our imagination's version of that word than what it's really going to be. Uh, the most, to me, the most famous example of it all has got to be Israel when Christ came, especially the Pharisees. They knew all the promises. They knew all the words. But he didn't come how they imagined he would come. He came exactly how he said he would come, but it wasn't what they imagined. So because it wasn't what they imagined, they rejected it. And I've, I've been near guilty of that. I've been guilty of that at times. There's been times where, I, and, and I'm, I'm sure there's times where I've been guilty of it and I've missed it and I have no idea I missed it. There's been times where I've been almost guilty and God's just grace and mercy comes in and for whatever reason, I, I catch it and then I'm scared to death after it because I realize how close I came to missing God's blessing on my life. Came incredibly close to it. And I think that's the other thing we're going to watch out for. God is going to bless and advance us in this season. But you've really got to kind of begin to distinguish what is my imagination of this word, imagination of what God's doing, and what really is God doing. And be open, be discerning. I mean, have, 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 the, have your spiritual eyes working, have your spiritual ears nice and cleaned out, and be ready for when God brings that opportunity to you and be able to recognize it. It's not always going to come the way you think it is. It's really and truly not. But if we reject things so they don't look just the way they're supposed to, they don't seem just the way they're supposed to, we're going to miss it. But if we'll just step out a little bit in faith and be a little open-minded and have our spirits open, I believe that we'll find ourselves uh, making phenomenal advancements uh, ministerially. I believe we'll have amazing advancements financially and from a business standpoint. Uh, I think that God's going to actually use people in this house that we probably never expected. I, I think that God's going to begin to pop up and do things in places we never really expected. And so when he moves like that, we can't reject that because we're saying, well, how come it wasn't the way I thought it was going to be? Or, or, or the worst thing is, how come that wasn't me that got used that way? We just got to kind of go with the flow. And as we all rise together, man, there's, there's, there's advancement there. Um, so just... Let's just be really, um, I feel like we should just really be in the, for the next little season. Let's begin to let the Holy Spirit deal with the disappointment in our lives and deal with the imaginations in our life. And let's let him kind of wipe the slate clean for us. And let's be ready to advance, be ready to, to move forward. You know, just like Haggai. Um, Haggai, he, he, God used him to remind the people that, listen, it's time to build. It's time to build the temple. And the people that came back from captivity who remembered Solomon's temple, they had that disappointment. And that disappointment stifled the building. And he, God had reminded them the, the, the glory of this latter house will be greater than that of the former house. It's going to be better than what you saw, what you remember. Shake off that disappointment. And, uh, you know, some of us, Maybe the last 10, 15 years for you weren't that great anyways, and anything would be an improvement. Maybe you had some really cool things happen, and you're like, wow, I don't know if things will ever get back the way it were. 
But let's just do this. Let's just believe for God to advance us and be ready for those moments. So I just want to pray for you real quick, and I'm going to pass it off to who, who's next? Jermaine, you guys are in for a treat. This man is a preaching machine. And his wife is even better preacher than he is. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, so much for your goodness, God. Lord, you use the, just the strangest things, the strangest people. God, you do awesome things. You, and you, you just, Lord, you paint our reality with the most vivid colors, Lord. You pull things out that we would never expect, God. You're, you're the one that, that, that just leaps us into the future, Lord. God, I thank you for what you have prepared for us as a territory, us as a house, uh, us as individual believers, Lord. I thank you, God, that we don't have to worry. We don't have to, um, we, we don't have to fret about, uh, about doing things absolutely perfectly, Lord, but we can just lean in on you, Holy Spirit, every day and just lean in on you and take those steps every day that will advance us towards our future. Lord, right now, I just, myself and anyone who wants to participate with me in this, Lord, God, I just command every spirit of disappointment to go right now in Jesus' name. I reject disappointment. I declare and decree that my best days are ahead, that my family's best days are ahead, that my business's best days are ahead, that my ministry's best days are ahead, that my family's best days are ahead, that my marriage's best days are ahead, Lord. Lord, I I just believe that you have good things for me, God. Lord, I don't believe that you shed your precious blood, Lord, so I could live a life of mediocrity and disappointment, God. I believe that you shed it, Lord, that we could live life and live it more abundantly, Lord God. And Lord, I, although I know that looks a little differently for every person, God, but I believe that, that that just means that because of your sacrifice, there is a grace and an anointing, Lord, to live the, our full potential, our full purpose out in you, Lord. God, let it be said of every single one of us, God, like it was with David, that, that we didn't die out from our generation till, till, till everything we were purposed to do had been done, God. And Lord, I thank you for relieving us of, of, of every bit of disappointment. And God, right now, I ask that you just would cleanse my mind, Lord. God, any, uh, any imaginations I have, God, of how things will look and how things will be, Lord, with your prophetic promises and words over my life, God, or even things you just spoke in my heart, Lord, any imaginations that just really don't line up with what you know you have for me, God, Lord, I ask that you just, 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 just take those away, God. I repent of them, Lord, right now. Lord, I, I don't want to dress it up to be anything else than what it is, Lord. And Lord, I... I want to leave room for you to surprise me, God. I know you're a father, and you're my heavenly father, and any father, Lord, loves to surprise their children with good things, God. So, Lord, I'm open to be surprised today, Lord, and I thank you for giving us just ears to hear, spiritual eyes to see what you're really doing, God, in this time, and I thank you so much for just picking us, God, because we sure, without your grace, we couldn't even pick you. So I thank you, Lord, that we are we're chosen and we're appointed. And we love you, God. We love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. Nothing, nothing gets done, Lord, in your body without it first starting out with a love, God, that comes from you 
and and just goes out, Lord, to us and from us to each other and us back to you, Lord. God, just like you said, the best witness to unbelievers is that we love one another, God. So, Lord, just open up, open up that love over everyone, Lord, and to each other, God. I thank you so much that you're doing it, and it's done in the spirit, and it's manifesting the natural, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen.